Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. And I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Got to put that senior in there because I got my junior, my co-pilot, my partner in life who I do it for, LJ, LJ. Listen, and it's a beautiful thing when my back is up against the wall to look to my side and to see him not only letting me know that I've got to do it, but in a kind, loving way, know that I can do it. And listen, I am delighted, pleased, and honored to be the first ver- the first voice you're hearing this new year. Maybe not the first voice, but dropping the brand new year. And listen, before we closed out the last episode, before we closed out the last year, <laughs> the last week, the last season, as we head into this new season, 2024, I told you it was time for us to stand on it. And what a better way to begin your new year than to stand on who you say you are, what you say you're about, and what you say you can do. So speaking of standing on it, let's start out by paying some bills. Q Images. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site or in-studio or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures moments and creates memories. So go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-U-E underscore images. Again, that is at U-U-E underscore images. Make sure you go and check them out. Tell them we sent you from the Help Myself podcast. And when you see the fly visuals, know that cute images had a hand in it. Check them out. Check out cute images. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is uh, my guy. But not only is he my guy, he's one of the best photographers that I have personally come in contact with, man. And he keeps on elevating that skill set. So make sure you get out and do what you're supposed to do. Y'all hearing me? (laughs) So, yeah, listen, we are here again on the mic. And I want to talk about the gifts that we've been given. Listen. You know, when you talk about um, talk about shoots, anything, you, know, you talk about life, you talk about overcoming, you talk about new year, new me. We know there's going to be a lot of that. I know a lot of people get upset about that, but I've really changed my opinion on that. Like it's a brand new year. It's going to be a lot of people in the gym and some people get frustrated by that. But I'm of the belief that It's always a good thing to try and make a better version of yourself. And some of them, a lot of them may not make it through the whole year or make the change. But every year there is 
one year I was that person. I decided it was a new year and it was going to be a new me. And I was able to make drastic changes in my life. And so I am a fan of it. And I'm a fan for the continued attempt because I hate to see people giving up on this amazing life that they've been given and these amazing gifts. But I want to talk about some different gifts, um, some perspective. Listen, I'm always extremely vulnerable and open in this space with an eye towards encouraging you to press forward and move on and be the best version of yourself. And so in full authenticity and vulnerability, 2023 was a year. Listen, so many great things happened. So many things worth celebrating. And I've spoken openly about how I struggle to truly celebrate the things that happened in my life. I celebrate it, right? But, man, if I could be honest with you, it was a year filled with struggle, figuring out who I am, putting the pieces back together, watching the carefully curated and crafted version of me fall apart right before my eyes, the disappointments, the isolation. And this isn't the fault of other people because I'm big on PR, which is personal responsibility. This is not the fault of other people, but this was a bunch of testing and trying and things falling apart. And you know how they say things fall apart to come back together again? It was a lot of stuff falling apart and never coming back together again and nothing new and better coming to replace it. Um, there were some dark moments in 2023. And, you know, I was tempted to maintain the pattern of coming in and out. And, you know, I'd, I'd even taken a break uh, in August. And it was more so because, you know, we would come to the end of the summer, LJ's birthday, uh, Tika's birthday is in August, so we always celebrate that, my emotions and all these things. When I came back into September, I was like, you know, I might do that again. I usually start shutting down in November and take a long break in December and January. But some said, nah, man, just scale back and just punch the podcasting, the audio podcasting. Just get back on it. Just keep hitting them. Get back on your consistency. Get back on showing up every week no matter what. And just try that. And I tell you what, man, some of the episodes that came out of those places, like I didn't want to talk about how I was feeling or what I was going through. I wanted to talk about solutions. I wanted to talk about opportunities to elevate and level up. I want to talk about things that I've done in my life and my career uh, that have been successful, that are worth sharing, that I was able to extrapolate and reverse engineer and to come out with valuable nuggets and jewels to share with others. And I wanted to keep my promise of consistency. There was a point in time where I fell out of love with the Help Myself podcast. And I began to start searching for everything else but. And there was a small voice inside me that kept saying, you tripping. This is the thing. You know, you've been watching other people do their thing. Stop watching other folks and get back to doing what you do. 
and then build upon what your foundation is. Don't go running after what's working for them. You know, I kept saying, yo, if I could get this production right and this, that, yo, my podcast in production is pretty solid. And there was a lot that I could add to it. Like, listen, <laughs> I have been working and grinding and anybody that understands the podcast world understands that it is as simple as getting on the mic and, you know, chopping it up. But there comes a point, man, where your craft has to go to the next level. And each season I have been working and moving things around and getting better at my craft. So through the things that were surrounding me, the things that were swirling within me, I found my way back to dropping on the mic, giving y'all tips, gems, and jewels, and encouraging myself. And listen, I've been in the journey of therapy, um, there are some, some people that I know that do not like the term shadow work and I respect that, but with a real understanding of what shadow work is, I also respect what it means and, uh, what it requires. And I have been in a process of shadow work. I am still in the process of shadow work and I will continue. One of the things about me is my undying curiosity and one of the things that is really my pet peeve in life is this idea of trying to get to a point where we no longer have to learn i want to be a lifetime learner i never want to get to the point where i say that i don't want to be challenged by getting better by learning new information by um putting myself in situations and circumstances where i'm not the most knowledgeable as a matter of fact that's becoming a place of comfort to me to get into places where I can learn from others so that I can continue to expand myself personally, physically, mentally, relationally, all of these things. And so I'm hungry for knowledge. And on this journey of therapy, I was talking with my therapist and she said something that blew me away. She said, you know, there's some things that happened to you as a child and as a child, we have a narcissistic worldview. And so it's hard for us to be able to see things in their totality. We can only see them how they impact us. And, you know, we are so busy out here letting these social media gurus make us believe that everything is binary choices. It's either good or bad. It's either yes or no. It's either up or down. And we really know that in life, things have nuance, narcissism in the way that we've been taught is a bad thing, but there's not really these pure narcissists out here as we like to tag people that we all have narcissistic sides and there is value to narcissism because my narcissism makes me take care of my family and my people in a certain way because I'm narcissistic towards what's mine. I respect what's yours, but my focus is what's mine. That's a form of narcissism, and it's positive. But getting back to the point, there are a lot of things that were gifts. And we understand that a gift is normally 
identified as something nice and beautiful. <laughs> but but the reality is that sometimes, you know, a gift ain't always the good thing that comes to you. Sometimes gifts are things that we don't really want. And sometimes the gifts we get are not suitable. They're not applicable. They're not uh, appropriate, you know, things like that. But in growing up, I was given some gifts and it was important for me to see them that way instead of seeing them as personal flaws on me or personality flaws. One of the things that we talked about, I have made come to reckoning with and made peace with both of my parents. My mom, who was the more present parent, and even my dad, who was the absentee parent. And part of that was understanding that when I was their age, where were my levels of focus? That really helped me with my mom. When I was her age, what was I trying to do? She had me as a child. I didn't have LJ until I just before I turned 30. I was married, bought a house. We were established. Um, my mom was 20 when I was born. And what was I trying to do when I was 20? And so a lot of grace, a lot of understanding of a black woman trying to survive in the 70s and the 80s what were the circumstances and the conditions were like. But I still received a gift from it. And that gift was that I was a child of abandonment. Um, you know, for different reasons, my parents oftentimes weren't there. I don't remember, like, you know, some people have those memories. Yeah, man, I remember uh, I used to get up and this breakfast and that breakfast. I don't have those kind of memories. I don't, I don't have the memories of, you know, one, once I got old enough to do things on my own, it was always important for me. You know, I remember being young as seven, being able to pick out my clothes and get up and get myself ready. And once we were able to get to that point, it was on me. It was on me. You know, it was preferred that I was in a situation. There were a few times for short periods of time where we might live somewhere where my mom had to get up and take me to school. But if it was a case of her taking me to school, it meant I had to get up. I had to make coffee. I had to time it right to give her enough time to get up. It was a whole situation. It was a problem. And so from a very early age, I learned how to fend for myself. I learned how to walk to school, ride my bike, ride bus. You know, we was on the buses at an early age by ourselves out there in these streets, you know. And this wasn't that my parents didn't love me. This was the life that they had lived and it was spilling over and it impacted me. And as a child of abandonment, when you grow up not being able to depend on your primary caretakers, and I tell y'all all the time, my grandmother, that's my girl, but it was so many other people in the house. She couldn't focus on me because it was always somebody staying at my grandmother's house. It wasn't like, Oh, you're at your grandma's house. You got your own room. Nah, we sleeping on couches and pallets on the floor and all this, that, and the other, you know? It was always, you know, folks, because that was her heart. So that was an extension of while she was solid and that gave me structure, 
there was still a big call for me to fend for myself. And what the gift that they gave me is I have an anxious attachment style because I expect for key people in my life to have other concerns or as me and my therapist work through it, my natural idea is that people have better things to do than to make me a focus. And like, I've grown up with that gift and I'm okay with that. I'm just like, I know, I know eventually for some reason people will leave because somewhere I believe that there's something about me that's not worth staying for. And so it's a gift. It's an anxious attachment style. And that's the beautiful thing about therapy is, is that I was seeing that as a child, that is not the truth, but yet, it's how you feel and it's how you navigate the world. And you say things like, I know I'm valuable and, and this, that, and the other. But what are the core beliefs in you that life has given you? As a gift. It was a gift. Uh, I remember I was a fearless kid. <laughs> and uh, an older cousin and her friends played a prank on me. And... Uh, I think the movie was Poltergeist and I fell asleep after we came back and I don't know why they would take me out. I had to be about five or six when Poltergeist came out. I don't know why you're taking a five or six year old to see Poltergeist, but that's neither here nor there. And, um, you know, I woke up and they had the TV on. We had just seen the movie. I got home. I'm trying to stay up late. I fell asleep on the couch. When I woke up, they had the TV on and it was the, the, you know, the, the TV was all messed up like in Poltergeist. I even forget. Static, static, static. <laughs> Been so long, man. TVs don't even do that no more. And so I got up and they were like, hey, get up. It's time to get up. I got up, went around the corner. They jumped out and scared me and grabbed me and threw me in a dark room. And I'm in there yelling and screaming and scared. And then she had another friend that would come in there and would beat me up. And um, yeah, you know, and so for many years after that, I had to deal with something new. I was afraid of the dark and it was a trauma. And the way that in my neighborhood, the way you get over trauma is you be chided by your peers. Oh, you, you know, you weak, you scared of the dark, you little scary something. And it gave me a complex. It was a gift. This wasn't, this isn't. And the reason why I talk about this is I'm not trying to make anybody feel any kind of way about themselves or about me. I think I'm just wanting to illustrate a point is that a lot of times there are things about us and our personality and the way that we handle trauma and stress and situations. And, you know, we find these ways on our healing journeys to describe it as a way, you know, anxious attachment style. So you get anxious because your inner dialogue is that they're not going to find you worth staying anyway, and you act out that way. But here's the funniest thing. If you talk to people and you ask them, they will tell you that I seem to have a nonchalant attachment style. Like People have said this to me. You don't seem to care whether it's one way or the other. <laughs> 
And I'm like, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm silently obsessing and stressing. And shout out to therapy. Shout out to therapy, you know, because now I'm realizing that one of the best ways to do this is to be honest about these things. And not just so much honesty with other people, but honesty with myself. You know, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago. And I shared with my close friends, I said, you know, I can't help it. I don't really get excited about my birthday. And then I just had a moment where I realized my favorite birthday was when I was 10 years old. Went to McDonald's, had a couple of friends. Like it felt like a real, you know, I was celebrated. People brought their kids out and, you know, and it wasn't huge, but still it felt like a big deal. The next year, my mother was arrested and went to prison. And she came back. And I was 15. You know, it was the it was it was a little bit over three years, but it was the better part of four years because it spanned uh, four birthdays for me. And when she came back, you know how coming out of prison is hard to find work. And, you know, things are up and down. And I could tell how negatively that impacted her. You know, she'd get depressed because she couldn't do things for me. So I did my best to stay out of the way and not make it seem like it was a big deal because I didn't want to see my mom depressed. And over time, I internalized the narrative that my birthday didn't matter. And I just got used to it. And I'm just moving around in the world on my birthday like it's a normal day. Like, listen, man, it's so dope. Every day you log into Facebook and I've got so many friends that at least 10 people are celebrating and they go on there and they make these pronouncements and people are celebrating them. And I think it's dope, but there's no way in my mind could I ever imagine that. Right. And it's still strange. And this isn't a flaw of mine. This is a gift that I was given on how to navigate the world. Now, you know, I've talked about these. I've been honest and I've been open about these situations, but it wasn't, again, because that, that's not, that's not to elicit any type of pity, but just so that people can understand sometimes why I navigate the world the way I do but more importantly for me to understand it, you know? And coming to understand that these gifts that we've been given, I realized that these were mechanisms that my heart and my soul and my mind created to protect me from a trauma I had experienced. And although these things aren't the best or the exciting or exciting or some of you say, oh, that was, that's an awesome thing. I have to be grateful because these defense mechanisms cared so much about my well-being that they gave me the ability to survive something that was hurtful and traumatic. And I was still able to, to thrive and be healthy in other areas because these defense mechanisms would not allow me to be destroyed by 
other areas that were way less than desirable as a gift. And what do you do whether you like a gift or not? You give thanks. If you come from a family like I do, you find value no matter what the gift is. Listen, <laughs> you want to talk about bad gifts. The gift wasn't bad. Do this issue. I remember one time I was calling myself trying to court a young lady, man. And I, you know, obviously, you know, I'm doing my thing, giving her gifts and doing, <laughs> doing my thing, right? So for Christmas one year, she gives me a tie. Y'all, the tie had all the wrinkles in the bins from where it had been worn. And not only that, whoever the tie belonged to, I believe it was her father's tie. That's my personal. She swore up and down it was a brand new tie. It had a stain on the front of it, you know? And I was just like, man, this is about par for the course. I got a used stained tie. <laughs> but I was able to appreciate it. It... Not only was it used and stained, it wasn't my style. <laughs> but I think that was a good lesson because at that moment I was like, yo, man, this girl ain't into you, man. This was the <laughs> this was years ago, y'all. This was the 90s. This was the 90s. We are still friends. She's good people. We laugh about that. She still swears up and down. It wasn't a used tie. It was. It was very used. <laughs> but it was a gift and I learned how to be thankful and I learned how to use that moment as a positive and powerful way to move forward in my life and these gifts that I talk about listen let me turn this back on you they're gifts you know people might say you're this or you're that but these things these defense mechanisms that you've developed to survive are gifts they were protecting you from something in your life that could have potentially been harmful. Now, here's the problem. We need to be grateful for these gifts, and then they need to be retired because they were gifts that weren't suitable for where we're going. And so we appreciate those gifts. I appreciate the protective nature because I did not want to be emotionally harmed by having my birthday minimized. But now I'm in a space where people openly love and care about me and desire to celebrate me. So I'm thankful for that gift, but it's time to retire it so that I can allow myself to be authentically celebrated. I know I have an anxious attachment style. And it's a gift because I can recognize that. And when the opportunity comes for me to be in a deep, loving, abiding relationship with someone, I can let them know that sometimes that fear is there that they won't find me worth staying with. And we can work through that together. I won't put this responsibility on them to disprove my initial thought and create a negative reality, but I will be open and we'll work together and I will put in the work along with them to make sure I'm seeing things 
in a more holistic way, not in a narcissistic, one-sided way. And I share this with all of you because it's a new year. And I know new year is new me. I like the me that I am. I just want to continue to evolve as me. And I want all of you to know that there are these gifts that life has given you. And some of them need to be properly uh, recognized, appreciated, then retired. That was a version of you that did what it had to do to survive. But that's not the same version of you that can move forward and flourish. So it's time to show your gratitude to retire that gift and move on. The law of abundance, I leave my hands open because I know that blessings continue to flow into them as long as they are open, ready, and willing to receive. And that law of abundance works for you. This is a new year. 2024 does not have to be like 23, 22, 21, 20, any year before. Because these gifts that we've been given, they served a purpose. Let us be grateful for that purpose and then do something new as we move forward. Because there are new and better gifts coming. Speaking of gifts, man, my next sponsor is the gift that keeps giving. But instead of me just sitting up here talking about it, hey, let's check it out. Hey, I know y'all see me out here in these fly shirts in these internet streets. Some of y'all are even blessed enough to see me in the real streets with it. Hey, <laughs> and whether it's a shirt that says black on black fine or this, that premium chocolate or busy flourishing. One of my favorites, many things can be discounted. My worth isn't one of them or patiently waiting on someone's well-raised daughter. You know who keeps me fitted up? It's all about Merchinaire. Yep, Merchinaire, free spirited apparel. They got a shirt or a hoodie that'll speak to your soul too. So let me tell you what to do. Just head on over to Merchinaire.com. That's M-E-R-C-H-A-N-A-I-R-E.com. Grab you some apparel that speaks to you and speaks for you. Merchinaire, baby. Yeah, Merchinaire.com. They keep me fitted up. And I could go on and on, but instead of me doing that, man, just go check them out. Get some gifts that really speak to the you moving forward. But on from that and on to these gifts that we've been given, listen, you are worth it. Why would I sit here and share this personal information that I don't need to share? I want you to know, man, that we're all struggling with something. We've all been through some things. But we're all worth Listen, none of us are perfect, but all of us are worth it. You hear me? And that includes and especially speaks to you. Hey, listen, I don't say it enough, but I truly love you and I mean it. So I take time to get on the mic and to share with you. Listen, Happy New Year's. We made it through another year. Let's celebrate. Let's commemorate and let's move on. Let's retire these gifts that we've been given so we can get some new gifts 
Ain't nobody rocking a PS3 no more. It's PS5 time, right? <laughs> that is not going to age well. <laughs> but anyhow, listen, I thank you for four seasons of rocking with the Help Myself podcast. And as we start season number five, Man, it's onwards and upwards. And I want you to know that I'm here because you're worth it. And not only am I going to show you, but I want to be there for you. So make sure you keep staying tapped in and tuned in to the Help Myself Network, the They Jamming Podcast, the Anything But That Podcast, and everything that we've got going across the network. Man, because we're going to make 2024 a year to remember so how about I close it like I always do listen I can't help myself got to inspire got to encourage I've got to empower but I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself and guess what you can too so why not we do it together (laughs) 